tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Our latest hotline documentary, A Nation That Begs, and tell you how Ghana became a trailblazer in global begging. It was quite clear that we're in too deep and we're in above our heads. And so once the written down grid came, that sealed our fate. We then focus on the district level and units committee elections currently underway. Well, initial reports are indicating low voter turnout, especially in urban areas. They will go to work, report before they come back to vote. So certainly we are expecting that um, not less than 60% turnout um, is possible. We have details as the Electoral Commission schedules voting in parts of the Ashanti and eastern regions over material delivery challenges. We have details as we go around the country on the election. We also have sports. Where the National Sports Authority has mounted a strong defense of its decision to close the Accra Sports Stadium to football amidst heavy criticism from both the GFA and Parliament Select Committee on Sports. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau and this is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. Many thanks for your company and the World Bank country director, Pierre Laporte, this afternoon has revealed that the country's bilateral creditors are close to issuing an assurance to aid IMF board meeting on Ghana. Well, this should come in the form of a memorandum of understanding from the official creditor committee to the fund that a deal has been reached. It's coming at a time that concerns have been raised about the feasibility of the new 11 January 2024 board meeting date that has been announced. Mr. Laporte has been speaking on PMX business edition which is yet to be aired on Thursday. At this point in time the list of information that we have is there's close close to closure and with that we, we would be able to go. I understand that the fund has proposed 11th of January as a new date for the board mm-hmm. to meet. Uh, have you got that communication? Are we, yeah. are we sure that we're, we're going to get something done before that time? IMF has to tell you if it's true they can get it done. Mm. Me what I can tell you if IMF goes we are hoping to try and also go if possible even on the same day. If not it will be soon after. Uh, the November date we move to the first week of December we move to December 21 and now on January 11th and there are people who are whether anything can be reached this time around from the official credit committee point for the bank even to come what, to the support. What I can tell you 
is the information that we have credible internally is that the creditors are, are quite close to an agreement, close enough that's given the IMF the comfort for them to go to, to schedule the date, mm -hmm. and it's given us comfort to also work on a date close, close enough to the IMF. You see, this is not the fault of Ghana. In fact, we are very disappointed because Ghana has done everything it needed to do. We, we agreed reforms with you, you've done all the reforms, you've met all the, two, what we call the pre-actions, and now you are just waiting for the creditors to agree mm. on certain technical issues. Mm. And this is what we need to, to get closure. And that's the World Bank Country Director, Pierre Laporte, there speaking on PM Express Business Edition, which will be aired this Thursday at 9 p.m. on the Joy News Channel and all our social media platforms with George Uyafe. Staying a while longer on the economy and from Eurobond darling boy to debt relief seeker, that's the story of Ghana, a nation that begs. A Joy News Hotline documentary by Isaac Kofiege tracks how Ghana got suffocated with commercial loans, forcing it to seek haircuts worth 40% from its creditors in the international capital market. Here are excerpts of the third part of the documentary, A Nation That Begs. In 2022, Ghana faced economic challenges as emerging markets experienced soaring coupon rates for bonds, rendering them exorbitant. Consequently, only three countries, Nigeria, South Africa, and Angola, managed to issue eurobonds in the first half of the year. Other nations, including Kenya and Ghana, were priced out of the international capital markets due to unsustainable interest rates. It was quite clear that we're in too deep and we're in above our heads and so once the rating downgrade came that sealed our fate we could no longer go back to the international, international capital markets to borrow at least on the European market until we address issues of debt sustainability IMF's message to Ghana was very simple restructure your debt or no bailout package there will be no haircuts so I urge all of you to ignore the false rumors is Stanley, the market knew the president wasn't speaking the truth. You see that right after the president made a statement, the reactions were more or less to reject the statements. And therefore, uh, uh, my expectation is that any investor who probably took a decision on the back of that wasn't an investor, was probably a local doctor. And that's a nation that begs airs much later today. And today, district-level elections in, and more than 66,000 individuals are contesting to be assemblymen and unit committee members in all 6,200 electoral areas. This is your election headquarters. Initial reports from the district level elections indicate a low voter turnout, especially in urban areas. The Electoral Commission is anticipating a 60% turnout from all citizens. However, despite intense publicity efforts to encourage participation, reports from our various polling stations indicate a lower number of voters casting their ballots. Before we get to our correspondent, let's listen to Dr. Bosman Asaring an earlier interview with my colleague Mami Sinya Mitchell Thompson. 
From our perspective, the response has been very, very uh, positive, largely because, you know, in 2019, we had almost about 37, 38% turnout nationally. But this time, based on the feedback we are getting from uh, the commercials we are running for the electoral areas, the information coming to us is that the enthusiasm level is very, very high. People are participating in their numbers. So we are also looking at something between 50 to 60%. Wow. And, and as a commission, we, we think that many Ghanaians are interested in the process and the measures we've also put in place should be able to ensure that people come out in their numbers. The concern is also that mostly people in the urban areas hardly participate in these elections. How confident are you that they will partake in this exercise? Based on what the work we are doing, and what the assembly members themselves are moving around, telling people about their programs, their manifestos, what they intend to do in their various communities. We get the feeling that the urban centre numbers will increase. Now, let me take you around some of the 38,622 polling stations across the entire country. We know that this covers 6,215 electoral areas. And I've been telling you about the number of contestants. We have 47,502 individuals in the units committee elections. And then also 18,755 contestants standing in the district assembly elections. I'll take you around um, the country. And my colleague, um, Nana Boachidang Kwayiadom, has been monitoring the situation in the Ashanti region where we know that the Electoral Commission has scheduled part of the elections in some polling stations there. And what can you report so far in terms of your observations? Well, MFR, the process in the Ashanti region has been smooth and peaceful. Unfortunately, just as you said, some districts in the Ashanti region, including Bantama, South Suntreso, Akumawa Beja, Akumampunia, WSO, and Santase, will not be participating in the district-level election scheduled to take place today. These areas have been exempted from the exercise due to the Electoral Commission's delay in delivering their voting materials and technical challenges. Or candidates aspiring to become Assembly and Unit Committee members have besieged the EC office this afternoon to demand answers. Uh, let's listen to some voters who have been raising concerns after they were asked to return on Thursday due to this unfortunate development. Well, we'll get to hear them later. And that's my colleague, Nana Bwachi Dankwaiyadom. I'll take you now. So possibly held during vacations or on holidays to ensure that uh, this issue is being resolved across uh, board. And that's my colleague Anna Sabit joining us from the Tichiman South in the Bono East region. Let's touch base with our Northern Regional Correspondent Martina Bugri, monitoring the situation, reporting earlier about voter apathy. The turnout in some areas that she's visited so far is nothing to write home about. Thankfully, as uh, she joins us on the line, Martina, has the situation improved in terms of voter turnout? Uh, not really much. Most of the centers are still very empty. The Officers are sitting virtually doing nothing. As when you go to the rural communities, you have people coming up, but in the town centers, people are busy working. It doesn't look like it's actually any day for election. And so when you go through center after center, you notice that people are really not voting. From the northern region, let me take you to the upper west region where Rafiq Salam has been monitoring events there. Rafiq, what's the situation where you are? It's people here in the Upper West region regarding uh, elections. Uh, in the case of the Upper West region, in the case of the one municipality, election is taking place in 187 of the 203 politicians a year. Um, we have 31 electoral areas. Out of these 31 electoral areas, only three, there are no holding elections there. And then 90% of the elections contest these elections. Two of them 
are women. People here in the women's community of the Apple's region. That's Rafiq Salam giving us the situation in the Upper East West region. Now, Justice Kafri Sopo joins us from the Central region. Justice, what's the situation? Yeah, in the Central region this morning, my visit took me to Mure in the Abra Asebu Kwamankese uh, constituency. And there are five electoral areas uh, which are supposed to take part in this exercise. But unfortunately, out of the five, only two is taking part. The remaining three has not been able to take part because ballot papers for the unit committee has not arrived. And as I speak to you, they have recalled those uh, polling centers. So the election is currently going on within only two uh, electoral areas. As of 23, which has been affected, and the aspirants that I spoke to, they have really expressed their disappointment in the exercise because but what they told me is that they have invested a lot in this exercise. Moreover, the district level election always witnessed low turnout. And with regard to the circumstances, even if they reschedule it, it will really, really affect uh, the turnout. So and they are not reasons, happy about the situation. And what reasons do the EC officials give you at that level? The, the reason given is that they have not taken delivery of those uh, ballot papers for those unit committees, so they cannot uh, hold on the exercise. So they are waiting for further notice from the Electoral Commission. Okay, that's uh, my colleague, Justice Kafui Sopo, from the Central Region. I'll take you to the Volta Region. Ivy Setoji is in Ketekrachi uh, in the OT Region. Okay, so she's not reporting from the Volta Region today. She's in OT Region. Joins us uh, with details on what's happening there. Ivy, what can you tell us? Our, uh, it's been a peaceful one uh, since morning. Uh, residents in the OT Region, uh, we started from, uh, right from Abotuate, uh, to Dambai, now currently in Ketokrachi. Uh, but the, the few, there are no few, uh, the turnout is very uh, low uh, at this time. Uh, so uh, some residents say they don't see the need to go and line up to vote, especially since it's not uh, a general election. And so uh, I, I can report that the, the, the turnout is very low. Now, uh, we spoke with the regional minister for OT uh, yesterday who said there should be some kind of uh, seriousness that should be attached to uh, district assembly elections because they are the ones that do everything. And so he is advocating for uh, people or uh, Ghanaians to attach some seriousness to the district assembly elections and also support persons with disability and women. And mind you, he is uh, a person with disability, so he's advocating for that. So for now, in in Krachi, Krachi West specifically, uh, the turnout is low, and well, we are hoping that uh, by the first of the uh, residents who have gone to markets, workplaces, and farms, uh, should be able to uh, go to the various centers to cut their food. That's my colleague Ivy Setoji reporting from the OT region. I'll bring you back now to the Greater Accra region, and my colleague Sweetie Abochi is reporting from the Ga Central um, area. Sweetie, has anything changed from the last time we spoke to you? Well, Eleva, it appears the turnout is slowly picking up as the day progresses. I'm currently at Pokwase in the Ga North municipality, where we have a record 50 out of 439 registered voters. It's the highest I've observed so far. 
although there are no long queues, the numbers are increasing steadily. Earlier at Gas Central, we spoke to Honorable Mohammed Bashiri, who is the MC for the municipality, and he expressed confidence that by the close of day, they will reach their target. Meanwhile, MFR, we just witnessed a situation where a lady who claims to be a twin cannot verify her fingerprint with the machine. The twin sister had voted earlier, and it appears the software had captured her biometrics as registered already. So the officials are saying this is the first time they are witnessing any kind of malfunction, and they are working on it to resolve the issue. Meanwhile, they've changed the machine, but still no progress. Well, so that's my colleague, Sweetia Bochi, but she's been interacting with some voters. Um, certainly to creep. We've done a lot of sensitization. Even today, the AC, the NCC, they are going around with the advanced um, educate sensitizing people to come and then um, vote. So today is a working day. We've had series of community. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Engagements with the constituents. Some of them have assured us way before today that they will go to work, report before they come back to vote. So certainly we are expecting that um, not less than 60% turnout um, is possible. And that's uh, Bashir Mohammed, is the MC for Gas Central. They're interacting with my colleague Sweetia Bochi earlier and insisting that they're expecting a 60% voter turnout, just like the AC has been putting out as well. Kenneth JC also joins us from the airport residential area. There's been concerns about urban dwellers participating in the elections. Ken, what can you report? Are they turning out? Well, let me they are certainly not turning out. Uh, I've visited four police stations so far. The highest turnout was 39, which is less than 40. And then they are saying that all those police stations, they are not expecting less than 600 people to participate. But the turnout, like across the country, is not encouraging, but it's been orderly done. There's not been complaints about the abolishment of the uh, indelible ink. And uh, people are also going about their activities the polling officers tell me that they're expecting about 100 to 150 by the end of the day. That's my colleague Kenneth JC there reporting from the airport residential area. And I've been telling you about some rescheduling in the Ashanti region and parts of the eastern region as well. And my colleague Blessed Soga joins me in studio with details of that statement from the Electoral Commission. What does it say, Blessed? Well, the Commission wishes to inform the general public that due to a number of technical challenges, the district level elections in some electoral areas in the Ashanti and eastern regions have been rescheduled to Thursday. The 21st of December 2023, the statement explains that, quote, we apologize for the inconveniences caused residents of these electoral areas and we assure the residents of the affected areas that the district level elections will be held on Thursday, the 21st of December 2023. Thank you very much. That's my colleague, Blessed Sogan, giving us details of that statement from the Electoral Commission rescheduling elections to Thursday in parts of the Ashanti and the Eastern Region. Let me bring in briefly the programs manager in charge of local and urban governance at CDD Ghana, Paul Abrampa Mensa. Thank you so much for your time here on the Midday News. I bet you've been monitoring events in some of the polling stations and generally about this uh, district assembly and units committee elections. What will be your initial impression so far of what you've witnessed? Uh, good, good afternoon. Uh, so uh, we we just uh, hoping that we will do better 
than we've been doing uh, uh, over the years. Uh, we all know, as I said in the morning, the problem of additional level elections is not whether or not the Electoral Commission will have the capacity to organize it. But it's whether or not citizens will have interest in it to participate effectively as we do for national elections. Uh, that's what we are hoping for. But what else must be done for citizens? We've had all the publicity, we've had all the interviews, whipping up support amongst others for people to turn out to vote. Yet, in some centers, only two persons are turning out. What else must be done to whip the up publicity? The publicity to me, my sister, is not enough. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't blame the Electoral Commission either uh, because. We are all a part of the problem for these level elections. One, uh, media, civil society organizations, the entire population of the country have not taken seriously the district level elections. Um, if it were to be national elections, Joy FM will establish the elections of Peace FM will establish the, uh, what, what do they call, I'm forgetting the name, CTFM will establish the, so they start the countdown from a year ahead of the 7th of December of the election. This we started hearing of the elections, this election just two, three weeks ago, when the Electoral Commission started placing advertisements uh, in the news. So the publicity is not enough. I don't blame the commission, I blame all of us. To don't forget, uh, in, in national elections, political parties play a part. A, a day to national elections, you go to circle terminals, you see all buses are full because some political parties do actually facilitate the movement of their supporters from the city to go to their electoral areas and vote. You don't see same in the district level elections. So there are so many uh, deficits in the in the conduct, management, and participation of district level elections that require more sustained and intensified publicity than we saw the limited one, two weeks ahead of this post. Let me pick your quick thoughts also on this. The Electoral Commission is not using indelible ink, and uh, that's one distinctive measure uh, to set uh, to prevent double voting. Would you say this is a viable decision? I don't see any value that the indelible ink adds to the current system and the uh, measures that have been put in place in our electoral processes. The indelible ink was important because in the olden days, we operated a voter register that did not even have uh, pictures. We had voter ID cards that did not even have pictures. We did not have any devices to cross-check our biometrics. Now. The biometric devices are not only used for capturing our details, they are also used to verify when we are voting. I've heard the argument of people saying in cases the devices fail to operate in specific polling centers. So long as your pictures are already captured in the system, as soon as you vote, you will be identified. So it's very difficult for people to do double or multiple registrations as we used to uh, ahead of the introduction of the biometric devices. Okay, that's um, Paul Abrampa Mensa, his programs manager in charge of local and urban governance at the CDD Ghana, taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News Live on Joy 99.7 FM. And we'll return from the break with sports. And then also, uh, we are focusing on the Vatican on collision course with the Catholic Church in Ghana as the Pope urges priests to bless same sex couples amidst stiff opposition by the bishops in Ghana. We hear from the members of the church. And much later is a Joy FM party in the park in just a week around the corner. And organizers of the family party in the park promise to give families lasting memories at this year's event. Do stay with us. We're right back. Back after the break.
when budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. It is your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved and vote. It's a civic duty required of you a second year. So get involved and vote. A message from the National Commission for Civic Where Education, NCCE. Your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved and vote. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. Thanks for staying with us. It's time for sports. Fento Tahiru Fento is here. Hello. Hello, MFR. Now, Member of Parliament for Talency, BT Baba, has urged the Ministry of Youth and Sports to call the National Sports Authority to order for denying football clubs the use of their craft sports stadium. The NSA closed the facility to football clubs and rented it out for musical concerts, causing Hearts of Hook and Great Olympics to move home games to Kumasi. A short while ago, the craft sports stadium was earmarked for concert, and I want to know whether that is part of the mandate of the NSA. NSA, by their structure, are supposed to develop and promote sports, but they have chosen to deny a crowd house of folk the use of that venue for that crucial match against Asante Kotoko. Now, meanwhile, the Director General of the NSA, Peter Chumesi, has mounted a strong defense of his decision. As for the usage of the facility for other non-sports, it's only the first time it's happening. It has always been there, except that it has not been very effective in, the, in, in, in generating revenue. It's not because uh, the, the address facility has never been used for other events. Which... Yep, he says it's not the first time. Well, thank you, Fentu. Let me take you to a way now in the heart of the anticipated lithium mining in the central region. A community of charcoal producers, that's the way, are brimming with anticipation and, and dreams of a brighter future. Another affected community, Kofu, is however proceeding with caution, citing insufficient engagement with the company to understand fully the scope of the work ahead. It's a tale of it takes better depending on where you are located. Head of our energy desk, Samuel Kujubris, has been to the community and has come through with this report. What we've heard is that work will soon begin, and that is what we're waiting for. Auntie Mensime, a resident of Ewoya, expressing optimism in the prospect of the lithium mining in this area. Her optimism is being actualized by Atlantic Lithium with the announcement of an employment opportunity. I meet Charles Adolfo, a native of Ewoya and employed 
as a technician at Atlantic Lithium. I'm out for a as I said, that time, I'm going to People's lives have been changed. I am currently employed. I now have enough money to support my mother and my family. It has been very beneficial to me. The majority of the men who were unemployed and took advantage of the opportunity now have jobs. However, just a short drive away in Krofu, a contrasting tale unfolds. This community also reliant on charcoal production, is worried of the impending changes. Jasper is a youth activist here. They will just come to your farm, destroy something, give you a penny of money. When you ask them, they say they have a license from the government for them to do a prospecting or something like that. So we just kept quiet. Not long ago, we saw them mounting their posters on something like that, like they are going to do a mining and other things. We are still trying to get in touch with the elders. It seems like there was not much mass education on We don't even know what they are going to do. Well, that's Samuel Kujubris' report, and we're ready for the Joy FM family party in the park. Organizers of the event have promised to help families create a forever memory at this year's Christmas event. is happening on the 26th of December from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Abri Botanical Gardens. Here are some reactions from last year. There was something I saw which was very touching. I saw Joy FM panelists, Joy FM icons helping arrange the place. Even the table I'm sitting. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.